Hello and welcome to Jade Talks Travel, or the podcast previously known as Travelosophy. If you're new to the podcast, I'm your host, Jade Jackson, and my whole life has been about travel. I've been a travel agent, an issuer of airline tickets, tour guide, teacher of travel and tourism, I've taught English in Japan, I've worked on a cruise ship, and helped iconic tourism businesses increase their online presence. All this whilst travelling to almost 60 countries. In this podcast, Jade Talks Travel, you'll hear life lessons learnt from travel, off-the-beaten-track destinations and how to get there, amongst interviews with other experts from within the travel industry. The aim of my podcast is to inspire, educate, but also to help more people to travel, which will ultimately change the world. As mentioned in my last podcast episode, I've been considering a name change because where my podcast is at now is a different place from where I set out. Don't worry, my travel theme podcast will still have all the same content you love, including off-the-beaten-track destinations and useful content from a travel expert. But the biggest change is with stage one complete. Now, on my website, you can actually book your flights and hotels. If you've visited my website recently, you'll notice the Travel Deals tab, which includes some really cheap flights that have come about recently, including deals such as Italy and Spain for $800 return from Australia and Buenos Aires for $700 return. Just today I published an article about Qantas flights to the USA for around $800. Some of these are provided to me from suppliers, whilst others I have to physically search for. So I hope you appreciate the effort I go to for listeners. I know there's nothing more frustrating than receiving an email with really cheap flights advertised, only to search on that company's website and find no seats available or it's not clear what date you need to travel in order to book the cheap seats. So with each deal I write about, I'll always include a selection of dates where those flights are available to book, along with a link to book them. Obviously, you can click on the link and modify the dates, and you may find other dates available, but it's a start that you can know at the time of writing there were flights available at the price advertised. Most flight sales only last a few days at best, so if you want to take advantage of any deals on my site, obviously you'll need to book them as soon as you find them. Stage 1 is offering flights and hotels. Stage 2 will be links to book attraction passes like Disney tickets, rail passes, car hire, bus tickets, even motorcycle hire, ferries, eventually cruises. As an ex-travel agent, I know how frustrating booking travel online can be, having to search multiple websites. Sometimes you have to wait for a response, dealing with different currencies. So my aim is to provide a one-stop shop where you can easily access awesome deals to book in real time any aspect of your trip. I know a lot of the deals you find these days are for tours for set departure dates, but I don't do tours. Maybe a day tour here or there, but generally I prefer to travel independently. So everything on my site is based on helping you travel independently with ease. It will also be a place for inspiration. So if you don't know what you want, you can find somewhere to go within your budget. But overall, the idea came from, if I've written an article about, for example, flights to Japan, 
It makes sense to include options to buy your Japan Rail Pass, Disney tickets, transfers, accommodation, or even maybe some unique local day tours, all in the one spot. Every company on my website I've researched first, and where possible, I try to include companies I've personally used. So check out the Book Your Travel page on my website, jjackson.com.au. It's in the menu. I'm also in the process of putting together unique itineraries using lesser-known airlines and routings. Everyone knows you can fly Qantas to London from Australia or American Airlines from San Francisco, Sydney. But not everyone knows you can fly Air North from Darwin to Delhi in East Timor or take a Buddha Air scenic flight around Mount Everest. So not only will you receive inspiring and useful advice, listen to cool stories and learn about off-the-beaten-track places to visit, you'll be able to arrange them and book them all via my website jjackson.com.au With all these exciting additions to my website, I felt the new name, Jade Talks Travel, better reflects what the podcast and my website have become. If you're a subscriber to my podcast, you don't have to do anything at all. The new episodes will automatically filter through, and the old ones will eventually change over to reflect the new name as well. I just have to manually change them over. If you have any questions about anything I've mentioned, you can tweet me at jdickensjackson, contact me via my website, and of course, all links will appear in the show notes. So, in the previous podcast episode, I spoke about booking cheap flights and briefly mentioned online travel agencies. But in today's episode of Jade Talks Travel, I wanted to talk in more depth about online travel agencies and flight search comparison websites. First, though, a little story about the dodgy side of travel. Back when I was an airline ticket issuer, my official job title was a consolidator. Basically, I issued airline tickets for travel agents on behalf of airlines, and I occasionally helped negotiate airfares with airlines for travel agents. Issuing tickets still harks back to when airline tickets were physical paper tickets, and every single one had to be accounted for. Whilst airline tickets are now all e-tickets, there's still a manual process in the back end where the ticket has to be issued and a booking allocated a ticket number. This helps IATA, the International Air Transport Association, keep track of payments across countries to multiple airlines. Basically, a flight is booked, a ticket is issued to show that it's been paid for. Even booking with Qantas usually takes 24 to 48 hours to receive your e-ticket because... It has to be physically issued. Anyway, early in this new job as an airline ticket issuer, every day I'd hear my manager arguing on the phone, complaining. When are you going to pay your account? You promised. Every day you promise and every day you disappoint me. Then the next day, yes, we got your check, but the check bounced. There was no money in the account. Then the day after, yes, I saw your fax for the bank transfer, but no, the money did not arrive in our bank account. What was happening? was a couple of travel agents were taking money off clients to pay for flights booked. But at the time, not all flights had to be ticketed or issued straight away. Some tickets only had to be issued a month prior to travel. So then, the travel agents would use the original money to pay their bills, pay for other tickets, hoping that more bookings would come in to pay for the ticket the client had already paid for. It was essentially mismanagement of cash flow. As you could imagine, things didn't always work out. I don't know exactly what they did with the money. Maybe they were trying to gain interest. I don't know. 
But every day I'd have to listen to these arguments. And I got tired of hearing, where's my money? So I said, you're the boss. Lay down the law. Ring them up. Tell them, pay it. Or you'll send the debt collectors around. And then they'll be blacklisted. Which means their business will close down because they won't be able to get any airline tickets issued. And my boss said, oh, I don't like to. I'm too nice. I feel mean. Can you do it? So I said, well... It's not my job, but sure, it's one phone call. So I rang up the travel agency, not realising where this would ultimately lead, and said in a stern voice, Hello, this is Jade. I've been hired to collect all outstanding debts. I'll be coming around to your office tomorrow morning to collect a cheque for $10,000, and you will have it. Bank's open at 9, I'll be there at 10. I live just around the corner. They hung up. Immediately, they rung up my boss and said, please don't send Jade, please, we can't get the money by then. So she ran with it and said, Jade's above me. He's been hired by the owner to collect all outstanding debts. I don't have any say in what he does. He's from an external debt collection agency. The part where I said I lived around the corner was a complete lie. I lived over an hour away. And at the time I rode a red scooter. So here I was, Mr. Tough Guy, my little red scooter riding out to the western suburbs of Sydney. The office was in a garage in a big house and I parked around the corner. I was wearing a long jacket I bought from a shop in the UK that had a big collar and in the breeze the jacket flung out like a cape. I was also wearing these cowboy boots that had a wooden sole so as I stepped they clunked on the road and of course I was wearing dark blue jeans topped off with reflective aviators. As I walked down the street neighbours saw me and were like who the hell is this guy? The only thing missing was a guitar case. I feel like this story needs a theme song like that western standoff music. I found the house. I didn't knock. I banged three times. The husband opened the door and I said, I'm here to collect the cheque. He said, my wife's not back from the bank yet. She'll be here in about ten minutes. I looked at my watch and said, I'll wait. He offered me a seat and as I sat there, I noticed beads of sweat dripping down his forehead and I realised, oh my god, he actually thinks I'm here to heavy hand him. I thought... I'm going to milk this because these guys have totally screwed clients over. Us as well. They're essentially stealing money. So as I was sitting there, I know this is totally unlike me. But anyway, I cracked my knuckles and stretched my neck. And straight away he started shuffling papers and making phone calls to see where his wife was at. Eventually she turned up, handed me a cheque for 5000 and I said, I'll be back tomorrow for the rest. I walked back to my scooter and rang my boss and was like, hey, it's Jade, I got the check. And she was like, are you effing kidding me? I've been chasing these guys for over six months. So big cheers were had. Then the owner of the company I worked for decided to send me on another mission, this time to a serial non-payer who owed over $70,000. Except whilst he didn't pay his airline tickets, he did bribe enough people with cases of alcohol to give himself some leeway. His travel agency was in an office on Pitt Street in Sydney, which is a major street. Lots of high-rise buildings, expensive boutique shops. This time I went with my manager, because she knew him better. We walked in. Sure enough, the office looked like a travel agency. He had brochures, and behind the desk was this big, hairy-chested, long, dark, greasy-haired guy with gold chains. It was literally as cliched as you could get. Next to him was his brother, wearing a full brown monk's outfit, a rope for a belt, Sandals, shaved head on top. 
It was comical, like you literally cannot make this stuff up. We spoke nice it is. He started making excuses and I said again in a stern voice, This is not on. You've been bullshitting us for months. No more games. You need to pay your debts. We've had to pay for your client's airline tickets. We're out of pocket. You need to pay. To distract from the fact he didn't have any money to pay, he started yelling abuse like, How dare you come into my office and tell me what to do? I'm in a lot of pressure. I've got bills and debt collectors coming from everywhere. I'm just trying to run a business and raise my family. He really didn't like me, so I waited outside and let my boss negotiate. However, the heavy talk did get him panicked. He made some phone calls, and by the time we left, he said he'd have a bag of cash the next day for me to pick up. $50,000, which I was to collect at 8am. Of course, the question is, where would he suddenly get a bag of cash, 50 grand? He said he was borrowing it from a loan shark. In other words, it was drug money. However, it was all an act. There was no money. Later that night, I got a text message from my boss to say, don't come into work tomorrow. When I questioned it, she said, Jade, he was ringing around the other staff members we work with trying to find out where you lived. He was saying he was going to come around and break your legs. I said, oh, he's not going to do that. He's just trying to distract you from the fact he doesn't have any money. But... To make it official, instead of picking up a bag of cash, we ended up at the police filing a police report. I should point out, all this happened and I hadn't even been in this job for more than a week. There was also another travel agent who issued a lot of tickets close to cost, so basically what we call net, which is the amount the airline charges a travel agent for an airline ticket. So customers thought they were getting a really cheap flight, except the agent never got any of the tickets issued. He sent fake e-tickets, basically just an itinerary with a random number on it. So the passengers turned up to the airport and were told the booking had not been ticketed and so had been cancelled by the airline. They then had to pay whatever a ticket on the day of travel cost, which is thousands more on a flight to Europe. That travel agent took all the money, skipped the country and had Interpol after him. Apparently from memory, he'd done it before and owed millions of dollars. I also dealt with a travel agent that somehow became a specialist in deportees. Many clients were being sent on a one-way ticket back to their home country, usually somewhere like South Sudan, Nigeria or Mali, many of which I had to look up on a map to know where these places were and which airlines might fly there. Most of the clients were immigrants that were denied residency. However, some were actual criminals being deported under federal police escort and I had to contact the airline and check if the airline would agree to transport them. You might have seen in movies criminals being transported. There's a whole process airlines have written down for what is acceptable and not, and it can vary between airlines. The point is, I've seen the dodgy side of travel, and whilst most travel can be booked online, there's still a lot of dodgy stuff that goes on. I also have no doubt that some of the same people I dealt with are still working somewhere in travel, probably now for an online travel agency although hopefully some of them criminals are maybe in jail. Which brings us to online travel agents, otherwise known as OTAs. I will say up front, this episode is a little dry, but for anyone booking a flight online, it's important stuff to know and will stop you being ripped off or stuck in a pickle dealing with unscrupulous travel agents. As I was adding flight and hotel booking capabilities into my website, I noticed a pattern. Most flight search engines, including Kayak, 
Jet Radar, Skyscanner, Google Flights, still direct you to online travel agencies to actually purchase your ticket. Often you have a choice of up to 15 different online travel agents, and the price of an airline ticket from an OTA can vary from as little as $40 difference from the cheapest to the most expensive, to in some cases a few hundred dollars or more. Why is there such a discrepancy? It mostly comes down to commission. I've talked about this before, but it's no secret that travel agents earn commission. It varies between airlines. These days, it's not much at all. But on a business class ticket, commission can still amount to a few hundred dollars. When I issued airline tickets, average airline commission was about 5%, which on a $1,000 ticket is only $50 profit for the travel agent. It's nothing. Most of that goes to the company they work for, not the actual agent who made the booking. But how online travel agents skew search results is by lowering their commission to appear cheaper, thus appearing higher in the search results. Then during the actual booking process, they'll try to slap on unnecessary fees or overcharge for products like travel insurance. It's no secret that Flight Centre has a price beat guarantee. When I worked at STA Travel, there was an official company policy at Flight Centre that if a client brought in a quote from STA Travel, the agent would get a $50 cash bonus to get the booking instead of STA Travel, at whatever cost. Which leads us to the first online travel agency dodgy trick I encountered. So based on a flight search, Sydney to Los Angeles, departing mid-September, returning end of September, the first OTAs that appeared were Aunt Betty and BYO Jet. It's written in small print in the terms and conditions. Both of these websites are actually owned by Flight Centre Group, a major chain of travel agencies in Australia. Aunt Betty claims no sneaky booking fees. However, both Aunt Betty and BYO Jet offered baggage protection fee and price drop fee. Technically, these aren't booking fees, but they are additional fees designed to get money out of you somewhat deceitfully. However, the cost of travel insurance on Aunt Betty and BYO Jet was literally double the cost of travel insurance quoted for the same trip on Flight Centre's own website. This is where they try and nab you. So they advertise their flight cheaper, but then they earn that same money back by selling you overpriced travel insurance. Also, a coupon code was offered by BYO Jet, however it did not work when I went through the booking process which meant the fare was not as cheap as originally offered. In regards to the two fees charged by Aunt Betty and BYO Jet, price drop protection sounds good in theory. It's to cover you in case the price of the airfare decreases after you bought it. However, the reality is, if you read the terms and conditions, you must submit your claim in writing. The price must be for the exact same airline, booking class, travel dates, same service and include credit card surcharges. And the flight price has to be available at the time they check it. As in, it must still be available to book. Even if you take screenshots, there's no guarantee that the price will still be available by the time they check it because they don't give a specified turnaround time. They may take weeks to get back to you, by which time the sale price could easily have finished or been booked out. Also, booking class doesn't just refer to economy or business. Booking class is the letter used to differentiate how much an airfare costs and relates more to ticketing. 
Letters F and A are first class, J and C are business class, W, V, M, L, T, S, O, B, Y, all economy class. Each letter is a different price. As a consumer, it's not always obvious what booking class a ticket is booked in. And so, let's say you booked a ticket in L class. Maybe a new cheaper sale fare comes out booked in V class. Technically, both those fares are different booking classes, even though they are both in economy. So there's a grey area for them not to pay out on your claim because they are technically different booking classes. However, one really dodgy practice is if you purchase price drop protection from the Flight Centre website, they won't pay out on a claim if you've seen a cheaper price on Aunt Betty or BYO Jet, two other OTA websites already owned by Flight Centre, which just seems dodgy. As for the baggage protection fee, this fee supposedly offers you a lump sum of $1,000 if your bags go missing over 96 hours. Travel insurance covers lost luggage, so there's no need to double up. But their terms and conditions are deliberately misleading, meaning it's really easy to miss a crucial piece of information you're supposed to collect, which automatically renders the, and I really hesitate to call it insurance because it's more of a scam, but if you fail to provide every piece of information they require, that automatically voids the policy. Things like, if you're claiming the baggage protection fee, you must claim within 24 hours of losing your luggage. But they won't consider a claim if it's less than 96 hours. You can only make one claim, then after which your policy is void, even if your bags get lost twice on the same trip. You must also collect luggage label numbers from the airline, along with a lost luggage receipt, which is not always offered. If they pay you and you don't cash the cheque immediately, the cheque becomes null and void. If your flight changes and you don't notify them, then the service is void. However, the clincher is. Their terms also state, there's only certain airlines that they will cover if the airline loses your bag. However, they don't specify which airlines those are. Basically, there's so many opportunities for them to deny your claim, the chances of actually receiving money back is slim to none. The baggage protection is not a service looked after by Flight Centre or any OTA. It's a company of its own that doesn't actually specify a location of business, which is also really dodgy. Travel agent websites offer this service because they obviously get a commission out of it. As for travel insurance, the fact that insurance on Aunt Betty or BYO Jet is double what Flight Centre website charges, even though it's all owned by the same company, should immediately raise eyebrows. However, that isn't the worst case of dodgy practices I found out. Having a .com.au domain name is no guarantee you're dealing with an Australian company. Take the website eDreams.com.au. I haven't booked through them, but the main company is Spanish-owned, which means all purchases through them come under Spanish law. My trip is based in Sweden. MyHolidays.com.au is based in Qatar. The biggest problem with this is even if the website shows your airfare as Australian dollars, or whatever the currency is where you're located, they could charge your credit card in their local currency, which means the final price charged to your credit card could be dramatically different to what you expect. And also some banks charge foreign currency conversion fees, 
which are generally are a percentage, up to 3% of the final amount, which when you're purchasing a few air tickets for a few thousand dollars soon adds up. Then there's the fees. The only fees on an airline ticket is airport taxes and credit card fees. And a good OTA will clearly outline what the airline taxes are. Jet Abroad does this. So you can know if you're getting ripped off or not. Many OTAs only show a total amount, including airfare and taxes. So you don't know if they're adding in sneaky booking fees. However, every OTA charged different credit card fees. Some even claimed in their terms that they charged a credit card fee, but they didn't specify what that fee would be. As for add-on fees, one OTA had 12 different add-on fees. Whilst most were optional, they were deceitful in how they were presented. Like GoToGate has a green Book Now button, which automatically adds on a flexible ticket fee, which is basically paying up front for a date change fee, which in one case was hundreds of dollars. It's important to note that this fee is irrespective of airline date change fees, which would still apply on top of any travel agent fees, which is confusing to the novice traveller. And if you're rushing, it's an easy mistake to make. What were all the other fees? They were ridiculous is what they were. There was four different versions of insurance, all of which are covered by actual travel insurance. Some of the fees I encountered going through the entire booking process of online travel agents included service fee, baggage fee, even though the airfare included baggage, delay compensation fee, trip cancellation fee, trip protection fee, trip insurance. So somehow the others weren't classed as travel insurance, even though travel insurance actually covers most of these incidents. Then there was flight delay fee, lost luggage fee. Again, travel insurance covers these things. Flexible ticket fee even though the airline would charge you a date change fee, and in some cases, the ticket was non-refundable. Then there was meal request fees for vegetarian meals, even though airlines do not charge for meal requests, as in on a full-service airline that includes meals. If you order a vegetarian or a baby meal, you don't pay extra for that. Seat select fee, and I know airlines do charge for this, but it's never more than like 90 or or $100 for an row seat on a long-haul flight. Usually it's only 20 or 30 But one OTA charged over $200 per person per flight. This is a blatant rip-off. Then there was the service fees. Because you couldn't possibly expect an email answered after you've given a company thousands of dollars for a flight. One OTA had a customer service fee, a priority customer service fee if you want a response within 24 hours, a reservation via text message fee, reservation via post fee, basically they post out a copy of your itinerary, which you could print off yourself, an agency fee, then of course came all the credit card fees. Credit card fees range from zero up to 3.8%. Some charged a flat fee of $11, but a percent was the most common. Basically, don't fall for all the sneaky add-on fees. One scary thing in the terms of conditions I found for many OTAs claimed 
no refund on any booking, used or unused. Some even claim date changes must be made directly with the airline, even if they charged you a flexible ticket fee, which is a blatant rip-off because they're charging you a date change fee and then they're not providing any service. They're just like, no, go to the airline. They can deal with it. Many OTAs are actually owned by small independent travel agencies, which means some have an actual office you can visit or contact, which is great. But also some of these independent agencies were the types of dodgy agents I dealt with in the past. So always check, no matter what country an agency is in, that they are a registered travel agent. Each country has a system in place with a registration number, which should be clearly displayed on their website. Also, being an IATA member is not compulsory, but again, just shows they're a legitimate travel agency with qualified staff. Rather than name and shame all bad OTAs, what I thought I'd, would be more useful is I'm in the process of putting together an online travel agency comparison chart, which you can compare at a glance before you book online what all the fees will be. As you can imagine, it's quite a task. And of course, links will appear in the show notes. I've written an article with all this info in it as well, so if you've missed anything, there's a link in the show notes and you can easily refer back to it. Basically, before you book with any online travel agent, always read the terms and conditions. And if something seems not right, don't give them your credit card details. When it comes to flight search engines like Kayak, Google Flights, Hopper and Skyscanner, these are not travel agents. They are purely search engines. They'll provide you with search results. However, like Google Search versus DuckDuckGo, you know if you compare results on two different search engines, you'll end up getting different results back in your search. That's because some search engines have contractual agreements to display certain airlines first. In some cases, the airlines or OTAs pay a fee to the search engine, just like Google Ads, to appear first. These should be clearly displayed as an advertisement. However, they often appear as deceitful pop-ups and it's not always obvious. Something not widely known is many of these search sites are actually owned by a single company. Kayak, Booking.com, Agoda, Priceline, Cheap Flights, Momondo are all owned by Booking Holdings. Whilst What If, Expedia, Cheap Tickets, Hotels.com, HomeAway, Last Minute, Travelocity, Travago and Orbitz are all owned by Expedia Group. So, whilst you may think you're comparing two different sites, you're actually just looking at two sites from the same company. Which brings us to Hopper. If you haven't used Hopper, it's an app which claims to predict when prices will go up or down. But first, there's a few things you should know about Hopper. Hopper is not a travel agent, they are a broker, which means they take your money, including a commission for being part of the booking process. However, as they're not a travel agent, any changes must be made via the airline. They specifically state in their terms that they are unable to assist with anything once a booking has been made. The biggest thing though is Hopper claims to accurately predict when prices will go up or down. However, in their terms and conditions, they also state, our price forecasts are merely the best guess that we can provide at any given time based on existing data and past trends. 
there is no guarantee that our forecasts will be correct, since pricing and availability depends entirely on the action of third parties beyond our control. For example, we might predict that prices for a particular flight will fall slightly over a certain period, yet a given airline might decide to raise its prices instead. They also go on to say in their terms, Whilst you may choose to rely on our forecasts, we do not and cannot guarantee their accuracy and accept no responsibility for any problems or damages which might occur from your reliance, including loss of chance or differences in pricing. In other words, despite their website tagline of Hopper predicts prices and helps you book your flights and hotels at the right time, saving you up to 40%. Their terms specifically say they do not make any guarantee to know when prices will go up or down. We make guesses. So whilst they make big claims, they're not prepared to back them up with any guarantee. There is never a 40% discount on flights. There is high season and low season prices. There is full service carriers and budget carriers. That is all. There are price differences between airlines and there is obviously drastic differences in prices between low season and high season, but you'll never find a ticket discounted by 40% from one day to the next. It's just not going to happen. As an example, I've been watching a sample fare from Sydney to Reykjavik in Iceland on both Skyscanner and Hopper, just to see what info I'd receive, because they also claim to email you regular updates. On several days, I received an email to say the price had risen or dropped by $1. A single dollar. I'm so glad millions of dollars have been spent on creating apps and sites claiming to change the face of travel to show me that a price has changed by a dollar, which would also be linked to exchange rates dropping. In one case, I received an email to say the flight had gone up by $30. This amount would be equivalent of going from one economy booking class to another more expensive economy class fare. So, before you book with an online travel agent, double-check their terms and conditions. Don't fall for any sneaky add-ons and compare against the airline's own website. Sometimes paying an extra $50 to go with a more reputable company will save you money and big headaches down the line. Also, some airlines offer a price match scheme, where if you see a flight cheaper on another website, send them the details, they'll match it. Not every airline has this, but a couple do. Just keep an eye out for it. Before you get caught up in the Skyscanner versus Google Flights versus Hopper versus Expedia debate, the main things you need to know about airline pricing are airlines set the ticket prices, not websites, because they own or lease the aircraft. They pay the maintenance, the staffing and crew costs, the fuel and landing fees. Any website claiming to offer ch flights cheaper than an airline is making commission and is foregoing some of their commission in order to appear cheaper. However, using that logic, it is possible to still get flights cheaper than an airline by using an online travel agency. Any company charging for deal emails, like NextVacay, and I will name and shame them because basically that too is a scam, they're charging you for information you can easily obtain for free elsewhere. Essentially, you're paying them so they can access your personal data like email, name, date of birth. I also read in a blogger review that once you sign up, it's incredibly hard to cancel with NextVacay. You can just as easily sign up to airline sales emails for free. Airlines are always happy to send you emails. Airlines and hotels distribute seat inventory, or rooms, 
via a global system called a GDS. This isn't new or groundbreaking stuff, but helps to build a bigger picture. Every online travel agent has access to the same inventory of seats on a plane. In some cases, website information is cached by your browser, so it can be slightly out of sync. This is how sale fares can appear to be available, but are actually booked out by the time you click through. No website or app knows what prices will be. As I mentioned, airline sales are often cyclical, so you can just as easily sign up to airline newsletters and be in the know. And remember, there's only so many seats on a plane. Once they're sold, that's it. There's no more. Cheap seats go first. Sales happen when there are seats to fill, usually to fill seats in advance. They'll occasionally last minute like Air New Zealand's reverse auction and grab a seat websites. There's also outside influences that affect prices. Exchange rates, oil prices, new airline routings. These all affect the price of an airline ticket and not all of these can be predicted. So if you want to make sure you're getting the best price, compare airlines because that's going to be the biggest variation in price. Then compare online travel agents. However, check my OTA comparison chart before handing over credit card details to be aware of sneaky fees and credit card charges, along with refund policies. The flight booking engine on my own website has multiple filters, so you can search specific airlines, direct routes or stopovers, with baggage or without, and the most requested feature is searching for flights based on arrival time. So no more early morning arrivals hanging around waiting for your hotel to let you check in. There's of course a year ahead price calendar, so you can know the cheapest period to travel at a glance. That doesn't mean you should wait until then to book, it means that month is the cheapest month to travel. So like most things, book ahead to ensure the cheapest fare. If you know you want to go somewhere but you don't know where, there's also an interactive map where you can set your departure city, choose your budget and see a list of possible destinations. The interactive map is also good if you're geographically challenged. You can scan the map for cities in a country and straight from the map you can look up prices to that city. Another really useful feature about the interactive map is you can easily compare flight prices between two nearby cities. Of course, it will open up in two separate tabs. That's no, there's no way around this. But it is useful if you want to compare, say, flying into San Fran versus LA, for example. I've used a lot of websites to book travel, and none have matched a travel agent reservation system like Amadeus or Sabre. However, what I've built into my website is the kind of search engine that I would use, which was the most important factor to me, because it also includes budget airlines, which many flight search engines don't show, because they don't pay commission. Even Southwest Airlines, which, is, which traditionally doesn't show up in comparison sites. When it comes to hotels, the search function on my website automatically shows you the price at multiple sites like Expedia, Hotels.com, Agoda, so no more shopping around. All the info is right there. Lastly, if you want to go somewhere but need inspiration, there's the popular destinations page, which has flight prices at a glance from a selection of cities around the world to hand-pick destinations like Greenland, Namibia, and my favourite, Niue. From speaking to friends, one of the hardest parts of booking travel is knowing what airlines will take you to a destination. So using my travel agent knowledge and my travel expertise as a traveller, as well as my skills teaching travel, expect to more easily find pages about getting to off the beaten track destinations.
Obviously, I'm putting all the content in myself, which takes time, but it's a work in progress. If you want to be notified with the latest deals as I find them, you can sign up. Make sure you specify the destination or city pay you want, and I'll add it to the list. Obviously, I'm in Australia, so I'm always going to start with flights from Australia. But I know podcast listeners and website visitors come from over 92 countries around the world. So it's going to be a place for everyone. If you miss something in the podcast, check the show notes for an article about online travel agencies, which has some of the key facts from this podcast episode. And there's also a mobile flight search app, which I'll include a link to in the show notes, or you can find it on my website. Also, for the month of June, I published an article a day, so there's a whole heap of extra content, like traveling India without getting sick, why rail in Europe is better than flying, how to book the cheapest flights in America, and one of my favorites about the Kamogawa, or Duck River, in Kyoto, which was an article hidden away on a hard drive for many years. So, go and check out my website, jjackson.com.au. Make sure you give the flight booking page a good whirl. And of course, if you have any feedback, good, bad or indifferent, especially the bad, I always want to know how I can improve. Please tweet me at jdkinsjackson, find me on Facebook at jdjacksonphotography or Instagram jdkinsjackson. Or you can send me an email via my website jjackson.com.au. Thank you so much for listening to Jade Talks Travel. Bye bye now. (laughs) 